0: Hi, I'm Cassie, and on this episode at Left at the Door, we are talking about debunking some of those marketing myths that we hear all the time. New year, new you. What does it mean to us, and what's your perspective you can share with us on social media? You'll get a little bit of insight on that. Plus, the other thing we talk about is the good, the bad, and the ugly of 2020. We know that this year was incredibly challenging and filled with lots of tragedy for many people. But we also chose to talk about the joyful things that happened as well. We want to make sure that joy is not perceived as privilege. What it comes down to for us, and we talk about it on this episode, is it really comes down to perspective. So call it Pollyanna, call it the silver lining. But what we hope is that we can talk about things that are left at the door from a negative perspective, but also we can share joy and celebrate those things with you, our listeners and our viewers, and that you're able to do the same with us. Also, Andrea brings a really great perspective to how just because the clock strikes midnight doesn't mean that 2021 has to be a year of all of these different changes. So you're going to want to listen to that perspective as well. These are all the things that you're going to catch on our holiday edition of left at the door. This is left at the door. We are a group of friends, and together we bring you the stories about the people, the thought patterns, and the life experiences that we left at the door in order to love, grow, succeed, and survive. These are our stories. I'm Cassie Yoder. I'm Sarah Easter. I'm Andrea McGee. I'm Jessie Porter. And this is Left at the Door. Cheers. Cheers. So it's a Cheers. holiday, yes. Yes. it's holiday episode. We have new year's resolutions coming. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know that a lot of people, 2020 was really difficult and it was really trying and emotionally challenging for many, many people. And so one of the things I think about when it comes to new year's resolutions is sometimes you see that frame of mind. And I, being in marketing, I know, I have used this phrase before. And the phrase is like, new year, new you. And then I just realized that this was the first time that I was like really thinking about how maybe that phrase needs to be left at the door. Like in a way, I feel like it's just almost like the old version of you was so horrible and disgusting (laughs) and and ridiculous that there is no room for it in 2021. Do you ever think
1: about stuff like that? Oh, all the time. It's like, especially the phrase when, oh, I need to get healthy. Yes. And so you're only healthy first couple of weeks and then you're back to old habits. Yeah. So I, I, I don't like when we make resolutions we cannot keep up. I think it has to be something all year round. Maybe learn from past years, okay, what was I doing that I did not like? Maybe yeah. I can not change everything about it. I like
2: that idea. I think I agree. it. instead (laughs) of starting something Something new, new. what can
3: I
0: ditch? Ditch. I just started little. Let's leave it at the
3: door. I think it goes along with the saying of, you know, leaving behind things that no longer serve you. Mm -hmm. It's important to realize what wasn't working for you in the past, like Andrea said, and say what still serves me and what doesn't, and how can I, I guess, mold myself into who I want to be based upon those things. 2020 was actually pretty good for
0: me. We had this conversation today, yeah. literally I,
3: Sarah it, and I did.
2: Yeah. It was full of situations that were not my choice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's cause I'm just really good at finding the positive or if I was handed things I did not know that I needed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm an extrovert. I like to always be going and that just has not been an option. Yes. Um, so I was home more And then my husband, who is a homebody now working from home, and I'll tell you what, there's no test of a relationship, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like being sharing the same four walls four months on end. And even he is like, I kind of want to go into the office. Mm -hmm. I wish I could go into the office. I can't get work done here, blah, blah, blah. And with me being an extrovert, but not being able to socialize, I'm so glad there's another adult at home <laughs> to the point where I'm like, oh, I have so many things to tell you, and da 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 da. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm just turning to work. Yeah. <laughs> but I've learned uh, I'm not a stay at home mother. Before March of 2020, I would have described myself as such. Not only am I not that, because we've always had a nanny that came to the house. Uh, Not only am I not a stay-at-home mother, I am also not cut out for it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that delusion's being left at the door. (laughs) I always thought, oh, I'll be a great stay-at-home mom. I'll work my business on the side and take care of the kids. And also I'll homeschool them. <laughs> I don't even need to try. I yeah. hear so much from other mothers and fathers who are homeschool and caregivers who mm-hmm. are homeschooling their children. And what a nightmare it is right now to do remote learning. So mm-hmm. I want no part of that.
0: You know, I think the other thing that like Sarah and I talked about earlier was like, in a lot of ways, I feel like this year has really pointed out like maybe things to be grateful for. And I know that in a group of moms that I'm friends with, I said, if anything, I feel like this year has been the serenity prayer in practice. It's accepting the things that you cannot change. Yeah. And I think that that's really, and it's like you said, Jesse, you know, maybe you're just really optimistic about it, but I also feel like I've just not one to just sit in the, like, drudge Mm -hmm. and just be like, woe is me. And so, but I know that that is something that, you know, periodically over the course of all of this pandemic and whatnot, many people have struggled with. And I know that, you know, then you take and compile, um, mental health on top of it, people losing their jobs and, uh, relationship strains that, you know, you already didn't maybe have a healthy relationship. And now this is even more strain, like all these different elements and tangibles. all of a sudden I can understand why people are saying like, Oh, 2020 sucked. But Mm -hmm. I also feel like there has been so much good that has come out of it or so many lessons, Mm -hmm. I guess.
2: I think that 2020, what it has done is turned up the volume on however it is that you typically look at your life. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone who struggles anyway, who has a job that they don't care for or money is always an issue or whatever, I think all that has done is just ramped it up mm-hmm. and made issues that maybe on a regular basis you're able to ignore so much more apparent and in your face because our world just got so much tinier.
0: It really yeah. did. And I think once you get to that point, you cannot unknow those things. So I think that I have I have friends who have very um, difficult relationships. And I think that that's one of the things that they've pointed out where it's like, you just can't unknow that like something that you've kind of had in the back of your head of like, this is not working. This is not working. And you just keep on all of a sudden, it's just like, everything has kind of been cracked open. And I think the same goes for just about a lot of different things where you no longer, um, you know, Sarah and I, you, you talked about not being able to go to church, like in such a fundamental thing of like, that that weighs on someone's mental health to so know that certain practices that we do, you don't get to do anymore.
3: I think all of this comes down to perspective and how you view the things that are happening in your life because like, I have had to deal with a lot more personal things that I could ever express that have sucked. I dealt with homelessness this year. I dealt with major depression. I've dealt with a lot. I was like, my mom just abandoned me and you had a pandemic on top of that and mm-hmm. all the civil rights things that have happened. and. It's just like, whoa. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think choosing to look at it with a different perspective, as hard as it was to choose to look at it as like a thing that grew me instead of a thing that tore me down, it's important to like bring yourself back down and be like, okay, I am here. I am alive. I am still living through this. There is a light to the end of this tunnel. And we are going to soon be through the thick of it. What can I do to help myself? View it as something that has grown me and something that has challenged me to become a better person.
0: So, this is a little spin off that we call The Doorstop. You know, because you leave things at the door and sometimes it gets a little stuck. So there's things that you maybe either have to push on through, leave behind or pull with you. So this is Doorstop and we're talking with Sarah.
1: Hello.
0: Okay, so Sarah, we've been talking about New Year's and New Year's resolutions.
3: And I know that some people think they're just junk. What's Mm -hmm. your take on like New Year's resolutions? I, I don't know. I'm in between. I like the idea of them, but I don't necessarily think you need to start it right at the beginning of the year. I think... Goal. they're just in reality, their goals. So why not start them in July or October or May? Mm-hmm. I think they are good to have if you're healthy with them and you're smart about them and you actually like stick to them. And most importantly, you're realistic with it because mm-hmm. we all have those unrealistic goals. <laughs> in the past, like, have you, like, I was thinking about
0: some of the things that I've, I've had that were completely re- unrealistic. Like, I can remember at one point, I—I mean, obviously, I do work out. I have run races and 5Ks and things like that. But for some reason, and maybe I was just like incredibly masochistic that year, but I was like, I am going to run a marathon by Easter. (laughs) I was like, I was just dead set on it. And then, like, my knees were like, "No, you're not." Actually, (laughs) you think you are? (laughs) But I mean, I do feel like there's a lot of times people go into it like that. I mean, I had. And I was going to the gym like yeah. on a regular basis. But I also have, you know, friends, family, coworkers that all of a sudden never have stepped at their foot into a gym before. And all of a sudden they're like, I'm going to go five days a week and I'm going to completely do a 180 on my diet and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden I feel like that pressure is overwhelming.
3: Yeah. I, I think it's important to have realistic and small goals that build up to that big goal. I am always the type of person that says I'm going to go to the gym at the beginning of the year, go for five days, and then I'm just done. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't know, I am the type of person to be healthy, but I don't necessarily go to the gym all the time because I'm a dancer and that's just how I get my workout in, Um, which is hard when you, <laughs> it's well, not something that happens at the gym. Yeah, But exactly. I mean, I think it's important to be realistic about your goals. I think it's I like to say be healthy in, you know, those general things rather than I'm going to go to the gym twice a day, every Mm -hmm. single day, and I'm going to have a super crazy diet. Mm -hmm. I think it's just important to level out those goals instead of being crazy. So you, you
0: said that about being healthy and I feel like maybe it's a reality check that there is other ways to check in on your health. Yeah. And it's like, everyone is so focused on the weight loss or the eating or the dieting. And it's like, There was a thing that I saw on Facebook not too long ago. I think my sister even shared it. And it was like, it doesn't matter how much you go to the gym and how much you um, buy organic food and how much water you drink. If you surround yourself with toxic friendships, toxic Mm -hmm. relationships, and you have no work boundaries. Yeah. And, or you're not, you know, in a way, I guess maybe don't have boundaries in any capacity of your life, but I felt like it was so true where it's like it's not just our physical health that we need to check in with. Like it's our mental, it's our emotional health and your overall well-being. Sometimes that is going to completely have more of a lasting effect on your life if you do those type of changes than just going to the gym.
3: Yeah, I feel like this year has, that's one of the biggest lessons that we've learned is that mental health is so important and it needs to be in check before everything else can be in check. Because ultimately you live with yourself and if you're not, like, I guess happy isn't the right word, but content mentally, Mm -hmm. you're not doing the things to take care of yourself. And it doesn't matter how much you go to the gym or how healthy you eat, or if you do this or that, Mm -hmm. you have to make sure you're in check mentally. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I like to do is journaling. That really helps me um, one of my favorite influencers, Katie Bulati, she really inspired this. She actually came out with her own journal. I don't think I, I saw that. Yes, yes, oh, that's yeah. my favorite thing. Yeah. It's such good quality and it's so beautiful. I don't think she has them anymore, but mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't doubt if she printed more in the future and did other designs, but I do full spreads. Like it looks like a scrapbook. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also a good way if you want to do New Year's resolutions and like actually stick to it, mm-hmm. you have it in writing and you can reflect on the year in the past and also moving forward how you want to move forward. So it feels like it sounds like it gives you more like accountability. Like Yeah. Yeah. And it's also fun to like, look back and like read when you're in May, Mm -hmm. what you were thinking in January and not necessarily compare, but just think of the journey that you've gone on since then. I'm a, I'm an Enneagram type four. So I love keeping everything <laughs> <laughs> and assessing from an emotional standpoint.
0: Yeah. I feel like you're very in tune with like, where was I at at this point And where was mm-hmm. I at at this stage? So I think that it doesn't even matter. Like what type of like, you talked about the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should at least have a, once a year, if nothing else, that check-in of like, where am I at mentally? Where am I at emotionally? I think you just do a better job of it (laughs) and log it and things like that. Um, but I think it's a really good tip to Mm -hmm. do the journaling. And even if it's just a little bit, you know, right before, bed. like,
3: what's your process when you do that? It's usually right before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, in the morning, sometimes I like to do it if I like need to brain dump in the morning, but I typically don't have time for that, so I'm not a morning person, so I don't generally make time for that. But before I go to bed, it's usually on the nights that I'm feeling really emotional, I'll like print out all my fun things to put on the paper, and I just like brain dump what I'm feeling, or I'll you know reflect on what I want to do and how I want to grow from there. Um, and it's there's no rhyme or reason to it. Of like I have a schedule like this night I journal. It's always just when I feel like it. So I think it's important to listen to your body and what your mind needs. And also what might work for me may not work for another person. I highly recommend journaling, but some people just don't have anything to say. And that's okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And some people don't, things don't trigger them emotionally. Mm -hmm. So sometimes something will happen and like, it's already like they've already brushed it off, like they've already like moved on, you know. Yeah. So I can I can see that happening as well. You know, the other thing that we talk a lot about in this episode is like the highs and the lows yeah. of of this year. And I think that every year, everyone has highs and lows, so we're really reflecting on it. And I think that sometimes, um, so you know, with Jack, my son being eleven, he I just something about bedtime. He just doesn't stop talking. I don't know where he gets it from, <laughs> but bedtime for him is like, it's like journaling Mm -hmm. only. It's just verbal. And he talks about anything and everything that happened that day Mm -hmm. and anything and everything that he maybe like felt about it. It's like his analysis of the day. Yeah. But I do think, and then it's funny because most of the time he doesn't dream. And so I always think that I'm like, maybe it's because you got all of that stuff out right before you went to bed, as opposed to like sleeping and like processing it. And I know we're getting really deep with that, (laughs) (laughs) but I just think to myself that um, I know sometimes people say, well, I don't have anybody, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't have a partner or a spouse or a child. So I think that it's also one of those ways to be like, okay, regardless of whether you have somebody or not, the journaling is a great thing. Yeah. Um, You know, some people are do it from a photographic standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people's Instagram pages are solely like almost like a diary of like, this is what
3: I did today. You know, that's actually a good thing to do. It sounds like a grandma thing to do, but scrapbooks are so fun to make. If you really want to get artsy or you don't think you're artsy, you should do it. I remember one time I listened to a sermon um, and I was actually from one of our churches here in Decatur, Renaissance, and it was a creative director, Laramie Street. She did a whole sermon on how everybody is artistic, whether you believe it or not. And Mm -hmm. I mean, whether you believe in God or not, doesn't matter when it comes to that point of everybody's artistic in their own way. And I think that's a great release. So whether it's journaling or scrapbooking or just shouting out what you need to shout out like Jack does at night. <laughs> and I think like drives are good for that on Sunday mm-hmm. night. Um, this past weekend, I had a terrible night and I just like let it all out on my drive back to Chicago from mm-hmm. Decatur because I just like, I needed to do that. Like, Jack, says, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I look at is that um,
0: I know that sometimes people will say, well, those are really like girly things to do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a dude and I would never journal, but I know many Men who do, yeah. you know, and, and it may not be in a fancy binder and stuff, but like I have a friend that goes to the gym and he literally in his notepad and his phone like jots down, like good things that happened mm-hmm. that day. So then it's kind of like, at the end of the day, it's like, Oh man, these three things happen. That was kind of cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's very, it's very simple, but it's just that reminder of like, there's things to be grateful for. And so then, you know, it also can be like a pay it forward thing where it's like, okay, I had this good thing happen to me because of this person.
3: Let me shift that energy. Listen, there is nothing that I dig more in a man (laughs) than somebody who can be in tune with their emotions and sensitive like that, because like, I want somebody who can process their emotions. So Mm I think that that's also a good way to be emotionally healthy for other people in your life. Exactly. Exactly. That's true too, because it's not just us.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think in, um, you know, the very first episode, the pilot episode, even Jesse talked about that. It's Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, you're not just a a, a person and you're the only one that, you know, your choices affect and you're the only one who's living in this world. Like we're all in this together. And so there has to be a support system. Like Mm -hmm. I truly believe that whole phrase like, it takes a village to raise a child, but I think beyond our child years, it still takes a village to for all of us to come together and raise each other as humans yeah. and be like, Hey, there is a support system here and it exists beyond your nine to five and it exists beyond, you know, like weekdays and things like that. That it's like, mm-hmm. we're all just, you have to find a way to, in order to process. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think this has been a really good chat about doorstop, what we are leaving at the door, but also ways to process and kind of bring things forward. So that way there's more movement and more accessibility on maybe processing feelings and thoughts surrounding the new years. Yeah,
3: I feel like we talk about what well, we're leaving out the door, but we don't talk about how we left it the, the door because it's easy to cling to things and it's yeah. easy to not let things go. We talked about the devil, you know, I think it was mm-hmm. in the first episode, too. Yeah, it's pretty easy to. It's pretty hard to leave things out the door. So mm-hmm. it's cool to talk about how we do that.
0: And sometimes it's like one extreme or the other. Sometimes you're, you're like, you left something at the door and you're like, still you still have a hold of it a little bit. <laughs> I just open that door like, again. i just, kind of just peek at it and see if it's still there yeah, and just, I just keep getting reminders. Or then there's the other unhealthy side of it where it's just like, you just like cut ties and you're know like, I'm done with this. I don't even want to deal with it. I don't, I'm going to pretend like <laughs> yeah, you're slamming <laughs> that door shut. Right. You said bye, Becky. <laughs> yes. And it's like, well, was that healthy though? Sometimes it is, sometimes it's necessary, but I think that those are things that it's really good to everybody sees that like all of us are in different places yeah, and in different stages, but that is ever changing. You know, and I think that that is, that is a pretty normal life. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard to process. I think that sometimes when something happens, good, bad, or ugly, you maybe internalize it and you're like, well maybe this is only happening to me. And all of a sudden when you talk about it and you, you know, maybe let a couple people know, then you start realizing like, okay, I not only feel better that I talked about it, but also this person is going through it. It's so. like
3: those tweets that like we tweet about our childhood and then they're like, oh my God, we had the same childhood and we didn't know. <laughs> no. It's so
0: true. It yeah. is. Yes. The thing, though all of those things I feel like could incorporate into that to where it's like there is a commonality whether somebody realizes or not yeah yeah. okay so we should get back to the episode Mm -hmm. more new year new you do we ever say that again and also Andrea has some good ideas about just because the clock strikes midnight what happens after that yeah
3: you'll want to stay tuned for that Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm the owner of Bad Love Creative Co. I'm a photographer that services both central Illinois and Chicago areas. This year has been incredibly difficult for me. I've had lots of cancellations due to shutdown. Prairie Commons Business Collective has helped me bring awareness to my clients. The marketing has let people know that I'm still here and I'm taking clients. I'm taking social distancing measures and that is how my photo shoots go. Prairie Commons Business Collective has really helped get more clients and to reach people. One of the things I love most about Prairie Commons Business Collective is that there's a place for everybody, which is something I value most. It's a community of people of all business types. So whether you're a crafter or a photographer like me, or even a furniture maker, there's a place for you. May your day
2: be-
0: is more than a trend. The big box stores have nothing on our craftsmanship. Handcrafted Amish furniture and custom cabinetry. If you can envision it, we can build it. Learn more at prairiecommonscollective.com.
1: One of the things I wanted to point out to our viewers and listener that Cassie actually is a business owner of Cass Concept Marketing and this year uh, was a struggle for small business, oh, mm-hmm. and I think that with the, the idea of her business um, shining the light on small businesses, just to help them through this time and bringing their business to light, so that everybody knows that there's a small business. Support local, shop local, and how can these? How can we improve and help these business get out? Let everyone know that hey we're still small still support us mm-hmm. and um another thing too is that sarah does she's employed with cassie as well so is myself and i think that with uh cassie and sarah the biggest thing i see for the both of you in 2020 is that what you did is helping these business and if you at the end of the year if you look back and reflect you know what I actually did something good. I reached out to people and that that means a lot, especially to the community. Yeah, there's been a huge there, shift. It's a mm-hmm. huge shift. And what you guys did, not many people can do that. The marketing strategy for the company mm-hmm. helping these small business, it's just shine the light um, to let everybody know that this is what you can do. So now all these small businesses are restructuring, mm-hmm. especially those that are with the company or clients. They're restructuring how they do things. You know, I think that you bring up a good point because I felt like I,
0: I am a you know go getter. I'm always got to be doing something, mm-hmm. and so it's like, for me, part of it is that. And part of it is like high functioning anxiety where it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I can't just sit and watch TV. I'm not, I know we joke amongst ourselves that like, Mm -hmm. I just don't watch movies and I don't watch TV and I don't, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I remember the first week of the pandemic, like, I was like, oh, this isn't going to last. And so then I was like, I have a week off. And I was like, well, I'm just going to paint the entire first floor of my house, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think my son, Jack was 11 was like, I better get back to school real quick, you know? And then the second week happened and I was like, let's paint the upstairs, you know? So, and then after that, once I got through all these home projects then I was like, just, I mean, truly thinking to myself, my parents were in that same position, having a small business and running that for, you know, almost 17 years. And I just saw how they struggled in normal economic you know, constraints. And what I saw very quickly was like, I'm sitting here at home, you know, you clock out after five o'clock and I'm like, I, you you just, you have that ball of energy in you where I'm like, I could be doing something. Like I know that there is businesses that are struggling and they come home, they clock out and they come home and they are like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they can't see the forest for the trees. And I think that that's one of the benefits, I guess, knock on wood that I'm able to see through the chaos And so I think that in a lot of ways, that's, that's what I was thinking about is like, it's like leaving things at the door. It's like, I didn't want to just leave that old version at the door. It's like, I think that there's a lot of things that you can celebrate and that you can take the lessons that you can take with you so that it's like, there's a camaraderie. And Jess, I know your business is a part of it. And with you being a photographer and stuff like that, Sarah, like I just felt like in a lot of ways, I thought, okay, I can do something. I can try to make an impact. And carry that with me on to the next year. Absolutely.
2: I mean, I've been doing business in a way I said I never would. Doing Mm -hmm. it 100% online, my business functions best in face-to-face interactions Mm -hmm. because I'm in direct sales and we do in-home parties. So when it became, you know, die or do it online... I refer to myself as an old dog because I've been doing this since before Facebook was a marketing tool Mm -hmm. where I hand wrote paper invitations and that's how people got invited to parties. So when the shift was, well, you can't do that anymore. There are no in-home parties happening. It isn't safe. And I had to figure out how to do it online, which I said I would never do. And now I've had the best year in business ever. Mm -hmm. I'm going, why would I not keep doing that? Mm-hmm, of course, mm-hmm. I'm going to carry that with me. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to see, well, if I can do that, what else can I do? And I never would have even attempted it if my hand had not been forced. Mm-hmm. So it's another one of those things that like, yeah, 2020 handed me some stuff that I was absolutely sure if you'd asked me if February 28th. Could this happen? Could this work? I would have said, absolutely not. Yeah. Not only can't it, but I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And now I'm designing a lifestyle around this thing that I thought was impossible. Yeah. Because I didn't have a choice. And now I, I get to. Mm-hmm. I
3: think it's also important to highlight like that you don't have to like, I felt like there was, at the beginning of quarantine, there was this movement of like, okay, well, now we're home. You've got to start five businesses, and you've got to have 10 different products out by next week. Yes. So I think it's important to highlight that this doesn't have to be a time where you are productive. You can give yourself room to breathe and slow Mm -hmm. down and be like, okay, I need to process things first and then go forward in a healthy way. I'm really glad you said that Mm -hmm. because I
2: saw a, a bunch of people sharing this thing on Facebook that was like, if you've been shut down for a month and you haven't learned a new language and you don't have a six pack and you don't did all these things, then it's not because you didn't have time. It's because you're lazy. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, we are all experiencing a shared mm-hmm. trauma. Everyone is processing that differently. Mm-hmm. And here we're talking about how 2020 has been great for us. And we've you know, had some really high highs and Sarah sharing with us some of your struggles. Other people are struggling too, and the heartbreaking part of it is people that are having a great year and whatever, not being able to acknowledge that like, that is real. Mm-hmm. That is real for people. That. But- we're living paycheck to paycheck yep. already, and now there is no paycheck.
0: Right, today. and there, and you've drained your savings, or you no longer have a job, or different right. things like that. And, and we're even talking, I mean, we all know people who have, um, you know, that are therapists, and that are, um, you know, I, I think about different genres in banking, and in the automotive world, and have lost their job. It's not like, mm-hmm. it's not just the people who are working the front lines. I mean, it is in every industry that the yes, cuts are made. But is. I think, Sarah, you talked about that with being like, like the processing. And I think about that too, because, because I'm always, you know, 90 miles an hour. And so part of my self-care has always been, you know, going to Decatur Wellness Collective in Decatur, Illinois, and going to their yoga classes or going to meditation and, and participating in those things. And one of the things that I think about is this has allowed me to process, but I know that I already somewhat do that in a natural mm-hmm. sense you anyway. In, you can right. into this with those tools. Right. right. And I think that there's so many listeners and viewers that have not like checked into their lives. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden this pandemic happened and it was like, wow. So I have all these issues with my spouse that I have neglected for years and I have pretended mm-hmm. that are not real. Or I have, you know, these issues with a roommate or mm-hmm. I... I don't really know if I want to go back to college. Mm -hmm. And now that I can't, maybe this is the opportunity to make that lifestyle change. It's like, I think there has been so many things that we have swept under the rug. Yes. And we have been like, just don't talk about that. Let's move forward.
2: Yes. Or I can't. For survival, I have to keep moving. And
3: now someone is like, no, no, no. Stop. Sit. Mm -hmm. Think about that.
2: And that's all you have to do. Right. I was
3: thinking about that the other day because like up until recently been in survival mode because of all the things that have happened to me in the past year Mm -hmm. and i mean even before that and i was like i have to learn how to undo this because i am no longer i don't have to be in survival mode anymore my Mm -hmm. body just automatically went into it and then i was like frick i'm here Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think a lot of it is like finding balance of like letting yourself breathe and process but also then doing it in a healthy way. It's it's everything in life is about balance, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah.
0: Especially yeah, it that. really is.
3: Well, and I like we hear that all the time, work-life
2: balance, mm-hmm. and I think instead of what I've what I've been working towards, instead of finding balance is finding a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yep. things are just not always going to
0: be S- balanced. And that's right? hard for a Libra. Yeah. I'm always like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it is. And now you realize it has to be a dance. It can't just be scales. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. When you have that rhythm and you're coming back to things, you're mm-hmm. touching on things, and maybe today this is my focus, and today this is my focus, it's easier to feel like you're not neglecting certain things. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like when someone is striving for balance, they're trying to do everything at once. Mm -hmm. And finding rhythm in your life is about deciding what deserves your energy and attention right now and what can wait. That's a good Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. And I really want to go into this new year leaving that I need for everything to be even Mm -hmm. and feel Mm -hmm. like it's all aligned. Like, you know what? It's good. Today, this is my dance. Tomorrow, that's my dance. It taking that temperature of, am I connected with the people I need to be connected with? And the rest of it doesn't matter.
1: Right. What is of the misconception that I feel is people think that when the clock struck midnight, mm-hmm. the year 2020 will stop, a new year begins, <laughs> so everything changed. And that is not how it works. Yeah, it's like, Light, a, that's all not coming with you. Your <laughs> life continues. Yeah. How you're living it continues. What mm-hmm. changes, it's the numbers. Mm-hmm. That's all that changes. Well, and if there's
2: something you can identify now that you want to leave, yes, yes. do it today. Yes, um, do it
1: today. Don't let it, don't wait for midnight to mm-hmm. leave that behind the door. Change yeah. it now. So there's another thing I wanted to mention to our viewers, listeners. Um, when we're talking about change, there's a lot of people, oh, I want to change, I want to change. What are you changing for? So then, are you changing for yourself or are you changing for someone else? So that's where you have to take in consideration what am I really doing this for? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people make this mistake over and over again. For instance, I want to get healthy. I want to look like that person. I want to look like Kim Kardashian. I want
0: her hair <laughs> it
1: would be nice. Yeah right we all want that but let's be realistic it's not gonna happen unless maybe if you have a million dollar or you're a billionaire or whatever it is but let's do change for you not for other people and uh, i think if we can live by that everyone will have a better healthier lifestyle i
2: i think you bring up a good point too because Mm -hmm. If you don't have someone in your life inspire you to do better. So before I had kids, I have a four-year-old Charlie and two-year-old Jimmy. Before I had them, I feel like I was, I want to have the best relationship I can have. Or I want to make sure that my mom is taken care of. And this is why I'm doing that. I don't think people take a lot of time to do that inventory Mm -hmm. of like, we're not on this planet alone. We're not Mm -hmm. walking around by ourselves. But what is my real motivation? Is it because, is it something selfish? And if it is, that's fine, but own that that's why. Mm-hmm. And knowing your deep rooted
0: motivation for it, it will help you hold on to that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's one of the things that I, you know, when I think about slogans from a marketing perspective, I'm like, man, it's just, it took this year to really rethink this whole new year, new you that it's like, we, it's okay to leave things at the door. You know, I think it's healthy. And I think that we all have left some baggage and some different things that we don't want to carry with us. But it doesn't mean that you just have to transform yourself into a totally different person every single year or that it's like restarting. It's like you said, the numbers change, but like you're still bringing everything Mm -hmm. and that you've learned in the lessons into the into the upcoming year. So it's like at the end of the day, hopefully what this year has taught us in 2020 is that reevaluation of okay, what have I swept under the rug? (laughs) And like, what really needs to kind of come to light? Because I think that we're all at that stage that we went too fast and we don't want to stop. You know, so I think that what I hope that our viewers and our listeners take away from this is that we are all bringing to the table that it's like completely acceptable to just pick and choose what you're taking with you into 2021. And that you're not having to restart and be like, okay, I have to be a completely different version of who I was compared to last year. That it's, um, a thing that they can segue into gently and to be gentle with yourself in a lot of ways. Yeah, so. and, and
2: you don't owe that transformation to anybody but yourself. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, it really is true. So if you want to know more information about Left at the Door, this podcast, or if you want to see our little cute faces, you can always hop over to YouTube and you can watch the vlog. We're on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for watching. This has been Left, Left at the, at the, the Door. door.